Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Jesus. Hallelujah. Please clap your hands for the Lord. All right. Father, thank you for time in your presence speak to us in a way that will understand help us mighty holy spirit guide us teach us from your word in the name of jesus amen you may be seated please uh, matthew chapter 9 is the piece of scripture we want to take off from matthew chapter number 9 um, from 36 through to 38. Last week I started to talk about um, the type of people God is looking for to use. And I said as a church, we are, we are trying to raise here at Christ Our Hope Cathedral 100 Basenta leaders this year. I'm sure in Popomeni they are also trying to raise Basenta leaders. Um, in Sweet Waters, they are also trying to raise Basenta leaders. Do you get it? Uh-huh. So it's all in the same direction. It's just that I have a banner, so I can use the banner to, to say what I want to say. And I'm saying that God is looking for people like you Amen. and I to use for what he wants to do. So last week I told you about the type of people God is looking for. And I use the word lycos to explain to you. And I said, lycos refers to a layman. And a layman is somebody who is untrained, unskilled, somebody who is what? Unlicensed, an ordinary person. You see, I was trying to make sure that I was letting you know that God is ready to use any type of person. I said, God uses unlicensed people, uncertified people. You don't have a certificate that you are a priest. Do, do you get it? You are a priest. I read a scripture which he said, my father was not a priest. Sometimes I've forgotten. Find it for me. Do you get it? Amos what? 714. Do you get it? God is trying to use average people. People who when they write exams, they get 50, 52, 54, sometimes 49. But because the lecturer is tired of seeing you in the same lecture room for three years, he makes sure that you pass through. Do you get it? Some people get 60. Not these type of people who get 90. When they get 94, they feel that they are failed. Do you get it? They've got 89 and they are angry. You, you, you understand? Uh-huh. Not those type of people. Just ordinary, everyday, average Jews, everyday people. Do you get it? Uh-huh. Everything you do, average. You speak English averagely. You speak Spanish, quando, quando, averagely. Yeah, averagely. Yeah, I, had, I, 
I heard a statement, was it yesterday? Sunday I was here, right? So yesterday I had a shock. Yeah, so I was having a chat with a friend and the person was telling me something. Then something like that said, I, then the person said, so I, 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 I knelt, I knelt down with my chest. So I stopped. I was confused for a while, so I stopped. I like, ah. So I said, ah, what are you saying? So I knelt, I knelt down. Because the person had something that was on his chest that was broken. So it's like, I knelt down with my chest. I knelt down, like, I knelt down. So I was standing there. So I, said, I, I said, kneel. He said, yes. So I said it again because maybe I can't hear myself. So I said, kneel. So I said, okay, so you, you know that Neil is K-N-E-E, knee, with an L. The, the, oh, no, I leaned. I said, ah, okay. Those are the people that God is looking for to use. You say some things that how many of you know people who when they speak you have to think about it for about because I mean honestly I was confused this, I was trying to no it's a real person I know that I see every time this, how many of you know people when they talk it's not even about quality of English that's not what I'm saying I'm trying to say it's like when they talk you have to calculate it to To put it together. You know somebody like that. I'm saying that the people that God is looking for to use, this is how they are. Are you not excited that we can all be part, no matter what our challenges, our difficulties are, we can be part of what God, you see, if your English teacher was the one doing the selection, you won't qualify. But because it is God who's doing the selection, Although you can kneel with your chest, you still qualify. Put your hands together for such a great God. That in spite of that, he can still use you. It's like, you are the one, even you are the type he likes. The one who speaks the English clearly with with a British accent. I mean, oh, you said this one, we can't do much with it. It's the kneeling guy, the kneeling with the chest guy. That guy, he can do so much. Yeah. So Amos chapter 7, verse 14, the Bible says, Then Amos, then answered Amos and said unto Amaziah, I was no prophet. Neither was I a prophet's son. I have no training. I have no exposure to this, this ministry thing. And a gatherer of sycamore fruit. Verse 15. The Lord took me as I followed the flock. And the Lord said unto me, go. 
prophesy unto my people Israel. I had no experience. I had no background. I had no connection with spiritual things. I don't even know some scriptures. Even John 3.16. I don't know all the 16. But God took his Come and prophesy. That's how God is. So when we let our inabilities, our shortcomings, our, the things we can't do, the things we don't know, prevent us from offering ourselves to God, we are actually doing ourselves a great disservice because with what you think you don't have, with what you think you cannot do, God can actually do great things with your life. And God wants to do great things with your life. Hallelujah. Today, in a short space of time, now for God to be able to use you for what he wants you to do, you have to develop what we call a burden. A burden. You have to develop a burden for what God is interested in or what God is doing. So today we want to look at what a burden is. Okay, what a burden. If we can even look at that, we go on. Then next we will look at how to develop a burden. Matthew chapter 9. The, verses, the Bible says that, but when he saw the multitude, that is Jesus, he was moved with compassion on them. The word compassion is the word burden. He was moved with compassion on them because they fainted. And were scattered abroad as sheep, having no shepherd. Amen. As sheep, having no shepherd. He said, when Jesus saw the people, something broke in his heart. He was affected emotionally. He was affected spiritually. It, the sight, what he saw affected him. And what did he see? He saw people who were fainting. And people who were scattering. That's what he saw. Now, what people who are fainting, people who were giving up. People who felt, look, it's not worth it anymore. This life is not good. Look, I've struggled too much. It's okay. I, look, even this Christian life, look, it's just one problem after another. It's okay, I can't do it anymore. People who felt that, look, this Christian life, small smoking, I'm trying to stop smoking. I've tried everything that I know. Everything that I know, I can't stop. Small drinking that I'm trying to stop. I've tried everything possible, I can't stop. Small lying that I, I want to stop lying. I've tried everything. Look, now it's okay. Pastor, I'm ready. I'll give up. I can't. I won't continue again. I can't. I, he, those are the people who, who we refer to. People who are fainting. People who feel like giving like, The pressures of life are too much. I want to give up. Pastor, I don't want to live anymore. I've heard this thing so over and over again. I don't want to live anymore. I'm tired. I give up. This is so when he saw those type of people, then he saw people who are just scattering abroad. People who are just going astray. They are just scattered. Instead of going in this direction, they are going astray into things that won't prosper them, won't help them, won't progress them. He saw these two types of people. And Bible said, when he saw it, he was moved with compassion. He was moved. Something affected him inside his heart. 
Now, these are the people we see every day. Now, how many of you believe that? This, this Matthew 9, 36 people, they are around. We see them all the time. You don't need to go. You, can't, you don't even need to go and look for them to find them. They are around all, everywhere we go. At our workplaces, we meet people who don't have any hope for this life. Or people who are living, fainting refers to people who don't have any hope for this life. And then scattering abroad refers to people who are living recklessly. People in, your, in our schools, in our workplaces, taxi, wherever we go, we meet people who are living, they are living their life anyhow. Do it without Christ, without eternity in mind, without the future in mind. We meet them all the time. Now, God is looking for people who when we see such people, our hearts will break. We will become worried for them. Not that we will feel good. That, oh, you see, you see, I'm a very good person. I don't do this. I do. And that's what happened when the Pharisee went to see the publican praying. And the publican said, Lord, you know me. Oh, I struggle. I lie. I cheat. I steal. I this. But I don't even, I don't even have a right to lift up my head to look at you. But you know, because of my problem, I have come to pray. Then the Pharisee, when he saw such a bad guy, he said, ah, God. <laughs> God. You know, I don't want to boast though, but you know, I fast three times a week. You know, it's not like I'm trying to be pompous, but I don't do this. I don't do that. It made him feel good. But when we see such people, it's not for us to feel, oh, I'm holy, I'm good, I'm like, well, thank God I don't do this, thank God. But for our hearts to break. Because when Jesus saw such people, his heart got broken for them, broken for their salvation, broken for their recovery. Broken for them. He says, he had compassion. That heart breaking for people, that is what we refer to as a burden. Look at verse 37. He said, why were, why were they scattering? Why were they going astray? They didn't have a shepherd. A shepherd is someone who has a burden for the care of the people. To care for them. To make sure that people who are going astray are brought to the right track. People who feel like giving up are given a hand to continue walking. To continue pressing on. Even in the church, people who are Christians, they get to a point where they feel like this Christian life is not worth it anymore. I don't feel like pressing on anymore. I feel like going back. I feel like like giving up. Then somebody comes, a caring person, somebody with a burden for their welfare and their well-being, comes to put a hand on their shoulder and say, Sister, I know what you are going through. I know it's difficult, but let's press on together. Take my hand. Let's hold each other. Let's support each other. And let's move on together. Let's move on together. Those are the people God is looking for to make Basenta leaders. Somebody will help another person to find Jesus. Someone will help another person to continue working in Jesus. Someone will help another person to be stronger in just doing their quiet time. They feel like giving up on, on daily prayer or daily reading of the Bible. Say, listen, I don't know much. But at least I know that I, I can explain what was preached on Sunday. Maybe even point number. I can't explain point number two. But I can explain point number one to you. Yeah, you, you I didn't understand point number three and four. But at least I understood one and two. You didn't understand anything at all. So let me explain one and two that I understood. I said, I don't know much. 
but I know something. But I know something. I don't know much, but I know something. <laughs> yeah. And that's what God is looking for. But you to be able to give yourself and say, I don't know much, but the little I know, let me use it to help. There's, look, there's always some, I was talking to, to, to a missionary um, last week. And I was telling the missionary that you would think that you don't know anything. But the little that you know is so much to somebody. It's so much to somebody. You know, some of you feel, oh, Bishop, he knows a lot of things. How many of you feel that way? Do you know that there are places I also get to, I feel I don't know anything. No, no, no. There, there, look, there are meetings that I go into, I don't say anything. No, 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 I'm serious. I can be there for four days, I won't say anything. If you don't mention my name, I won't say anything. I'm telling you. Like four days in the meeting. Look, if you want me to say something, you have to mention my name. You have to call me Daniel. And then, yes, sir, yes, what? <laughs> yes. Then I will be forced to say something. But if you don't mention my name, nothing. You won't hear my voice. Because when I get there, it's like, hey, look at some. Sometimes I even wonder how, how people know such things. Do, do you get it? I mean, yes, it's true. It's in the Bible. We all have the Bible. But like, I, I wonder, what were you reading in the Bible for you to find such a verse? That is in there. I mean, what were you doing? What, what are you doing here? Do, do, do you get it? Uh-huh. If you are talking from John, I can understand why you will be in John. But what are you doing in? Yeah, Obadiah. Who do you know there? Who do you know in Obadiah that you are reading? Ob- oh, and it's not just Obadiah 1 and 2. Obadiah 1 and 2 is the common one that we all know. But you go beyond there. The question I asked myself, what were you doing beyond this place to see such a verse? Because it's not on the way to anywhere. That's how I also feel. That's how I also When I saw this scripture, the Amos scripture, I was very surprised. I've never seen it in the Bible. Proud to last week, had you seen it before? I'd also never see. So I may not know much here, but when I come here, I know a lot. You too, you don't know much somewhere, but there's somebody who knows nothing at all who's waiting for you to come and say, My dear sister, let me teach you this one. Let me teach you this one. Let me teach you. I know only three things. When the person hears and say, Hey, this guy, you go and tell his this guy, he knows a lot of things. So Hey, when the pastor is not there, he's the one who's there. Meanwhile, you yourself, you don't feel like that. But when you don't have a burden for people, even the little that you know, you won't share with anybody. Now, let's look in the Bible. Philippians chapter 2. Oh, Jesus continues, Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. The, 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 the people we need to reach, those who are fainting, those who are scattering, they are a lot. But the people to reach out, to be moved, the people who are moved with compassion, to go out there and care for them, they are just a few. They are just a few. So he gives an instruction. He says, pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will raise 100% leaders. 
he will raise 100. He will raise Bacenta leaders. He will raise people who will go and care. People with their burden. People who can care for something. Look at, oh, look, I see that you struggle to come to church on Sundays. Do you know something? From now, I will call you. I will remind you. I will encourage you. So that you, you, can, you can just even master just coming to church on Sunday. That's all. I'm not asking you for much. Just master. So why don't you come on Sundays? Oh, usually I, can't, I don't sleep early on Saturday. So I struggle to wake up. So don't worry. Every Sunday. You, do you come for first service or second service? Oh, second service. Okay. I'll call you at 7.30. So that you can wake up. So that by... 10 o'clock you are ready. 11 o'clock you are in church. That's all I will do for you. I'm looking for people like that. As little as it looks. But it's a lot to God. Let's look in the Bible. Philippians 2. Philippians 2. Philippians 2. says, But I trust. Paul is speaking. But I trust the Lord Jesus Christ to send Timotheus shortly unto you that I may may also be of good comfort when I know your state. Hallelujah. God wants people who will know the state of his sheep. Know the state. What does state refer to? How they are doing. How the people are doing. How are they? Are they okay? Are they spiritually okay? Are they physically okay? Are they emotionally okay? How are they doing in school? Somebody to just care for another person. That's what God is looking for. Somebody to care for another person. Some Christians are so self-centered. Let me not even get into it before. Let me, let, let's read on. Verse 20. He says, for why? Why am I sending Timotheus? He says, for I have no man like-minded. Number one. No one who thinks in the way I think. Who naturally cares for your state. Who will care for you? I don't have anybody like that. So I'll just be sending Timotheus to you. I'll send Timothy to you. Because nobody really cares about you. Now people only care about, generally people care about their own things. Natural care, everybody has natural care. But they choose what to care for. People care about their beloveds, care about their children, care about their family. The same people who don't have time to care for God's people, you let it come to their children and see. Let it come to their children and see. Some even overly care for their children. Yeah. Overly care for their children. Even beyond the point, the children don't need the care, but they... Thank you very much. Five-year-old still being best. We read a fantastic story of somebody who... The child is five years. He's still breastfeeding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coco Austin. Still breastfeeding. I've seen one before where the mother is breastfeeding the second child and the first child. So the first child is drinking the milk of the second child. True story. All of it based on a true story. It's like recycling. No, 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 no. True story. So when the first child finishes eating, then we'll ask the mother, I want milk. Then the mother will give. Yeah, I mean, just the child will be playing over there. So the child will be going away with it. Because it's 
children yeah I mean natural care you even let your child go to school a small child child wants to be free to develop like every normal child see a child is sitting at home you, know, you have paid school fees no based on a true story none of my stories are um, you are paying school fees but you won't let the child go to school I know children who come to school, that school closes at five. By two o'clock, the mother has come to pick their child. And it's not because of a transport problem. No, it's come to pick their child. Meanwhile, the child came at 10. The child came to school at 10. At 10. The school closes at five, so you're already late. So you are supposed to be in detention. Detention. And go home at nine. Two o'clock, the mother will come and pick the child. The child cannot be free. Don't go too far. Natural care. Look, I had a problem of a child who's not working. A child who's not working. Later, I find it's the mother that doesn't want to allow the child to work. The mother is a roadblock to the child. It's like the child is there, then they carry the child. I said, let the child be free. This child has been in your belly for nine months. Wants to be free. Do you know what it is called? Natural care. Natural care. Natural care. Natural care. So the ability to care for people is in all of us. Sometimes what people with their beloveds? Yeah, what them with their beloved? Any sister who talks to the beloved, you see her. As she's in the church, she's watching anywhere the beloved passes. So you are talking to her. You are talking to her. She's she's facing you. The beloved is over there. And so she's looking this way, and you are talking. So then she turn this way. If you don't take the by time, you realize she has turned her back to you. <laughs> you <are the> one. <laughs> It's called what? Natural care. So it's in all of us. Sometimes you see people in their cars. Yeah. When I see my wife washing the car, I'm wondering, what are we washing? And I'm paying for it. I'm wondering, what are we washing? The car is shining, it's looking at me. I said, they asked to go and wash it. I said, ah. Wash what? But because I want to live long, I said, okay, you go and wash it. <laughs> Natural. Okay. 
Yeah, when I drive the car once, they show me. You see, you touch the brake, you touch the door, you touch the handle. You natural what? So, what I'm trying to say is that we all have something that we are able to care for. Now, it's time for us. See, Paul said about Timothy, someone who naturally cares for your state, for your well-being. Without a burden for God and what God wants to do, you will not care for God's people. Verse 21, let's see what verse 21 says. 21 says what? For all men, Seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ. So we all have, sometimes even their friends, they care for their friends. I play, I play golf with this guy. Any shot he plays, he will clean his club. Well, the club is a second-hand club. <laughs> Wash everything, clean it. His clubs are always looking neat. My clubs are always dirty. So when I play a bad shot, I say, ah, it's because I didn't clean my club. My clubs are revolting against me. So I've learned how to clean just so that <laughs> when you come, I don't look funny. Yeah, it's like, we, it, so I'm saying this to say that it's inside of us. It's in us. We just have to choose what to care for. And I'm saying that one of the things God is speaking for is people who care for his people. And that is what we call a burden. Look at it. First Corinthians chapter 4 verse 17 says, For this cause I send unto you Timothy again, who is my beloved son and faithful in the Lord, who shall bring you in remembrance of my ways, which is in Christ, as I teach everywhere in every church. Richard. He said, this guy, Timothy, he will come and remind you of the things that... God is looking for people who will go and remind people of the things that were taught. 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 Yeah. The things that were taught. Not only hear it and be blessed. I'm blessed. I'm encouraged. I'm pressed. But there's somebody sitting... Even as we are sitting in church, there are people who are not in church this evening. Who you are hearing, what you are hearing, they are not hearing it. That somebody will go, somebody will call them tomorrow and say, listen, oh, you were not in church yesterday. You missed a very beautiful service. You know, this is what Bishop was teaching about. Just in five minutes, let me, he said this. He said we should develop a bed. We should allow ourselves to be used to care for God's people. This is what he said. To bring, these are the scriptures. He used one, this scripture. And he gave an example of a guy called Timothy. I don't even know him. I've not even seen him in the church before. But he said that guy called Timothy. He cares for people naturally. And God wants us to be like Timothy. So simple. Just remember. This you cannot do. You cannot do this. You cannot do this as an average person, unlicensed person, to just call your friend and say, I want to bring to your remembrance the thing that was said in church yesterday. Very simple. Very simple. This guy, Timothy, he will, he will. Why, why have you not put, hey, James John, put the scripture there, First Corinthians 4.17. 
says, he will bring to your remember. He'll come and remind you of these things. Come and remind you. God is looking for people like that to give them. Says, we would, let's, read, let's read some long scripture since he has now put. Let's read some long scripture. Exodus chapter 18. Let's see in the Bible. In the Bible, now, Moses is the example of God putting a burden on people to help him with the work. Now, what is God looking for these Basenta leaders to do? To help with the work. To help with caring for the people. One person cannot care for everybody. No one person can care. Oh, you forget this one and remember this one. You forget this one and remember this one. You remember this one and forget this one. That's where we get to the point. So the pastor has favorites. These are his favorites. It's just one person cannot do all. But if more people will rise up to join in the care of the people, everybody will be cared for. Everybody, nobody will be neglected. Everybody will be. So in the Bible, Exodus chapter 18, Moses was faced with a similar situation. It says, and it came to pass, verse 13, on the morrow, that Moses sat to judge the people. And the people stood before the law, before Moses, from morning till evening. This is what happens when only one person has to care for everybody. When ordinary people don't rise up to join in the care of the people, to join in shepherding people, to join in becoming basenta leaders, to raise the people in the church. So they had to stand before Moses from morning till evening just to see Moses from morning. So Moses would be there. Can you imagine how much pressure was on Moses from morning till evening? Next verse, 40. And when Moses' father-in-law saw all that he did to the people, he said, what is this thing that thou doest to the people? Why sittest thou thyself alone? And all the people stand before thee from morning to unto evening. So I'm sure maybe his father-in-law was visiting or something because it, it, it's almost like he was surprised. He was surprised. So he asked, why do you sit down? Why, what is this that you are doing? That the people come and stand from morning to evening just waiting to see only you. What is it that you are? What is this? Then he explained to him, next verse. He said, and Moses said unto his father-in-law, because the people come unto me to inquire of God. They come to me to seek direction, to hear what God is thinking, what God is saying, to get a word. Next verse. When they have a matter, they come unto me. God is looking for people that when his people have a problem, they will go and see. Whether it's a financial problem, whether it's an emotional problem, whether it's a relationship problem. When I come here on Sundays, once I finish preaching, people start seeing me, seeing me, seeing me, seeing me, and end. It doesn't finish. If I don't control myself, We'll be here till tomorrow. 
See me, see me. Then this one will come, will go. See, will come, will go. Sometimes there is one issue. You can talk about it. Uh, one hour, you have not made even one progress. Yeah, you, you, look. <laughs> Sometimes even one whole hour, you are at the point of lies. No, you, we have not even started with the truth yet. yet. You have been sitting with the person for one full hour, talking. You are at deception. Whatever they are telling you is not true. So that whole one hour has been wasted. Before you make a breakthrough, maybe the next hour, to realize that the whole one hour was a lie. Yeah. Before even the truth comes out, after an hour, then you now start to look into the case. So Moses explained to Jethro that, listen, the reason why it takes the whole day is that sometimes they have a matter and they come to, they come unto me and I judge between them and another. So sometimes it's a problem between this person and two brothers, they are in love with one girl. So now you have to see who has the legal right. Then you have the problem of who came first versus who the girl likes. There's also that one to consider. And I do make them know the statutes of God. So now what the Bible says, God stands on the issue. Hey! And his laws. So he explained to Jethro, this is the nature of the work. It's not like I like to do something too much. This is the reality on the ground. Then look at what the guy says in, in 17. And Moses' fine law said, the thing that thou doest is not good. He said to him, no, 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 what you are doing is not good at all. The thing that you are doing is not good at all. Next one. He says, thou will surely wear away both thou and these people that is with thee. You will break yourself down. You will be tired. Yeah, you will be tired. And the people will also be tired. Because be wait. before one person can see you, how long they have to wait before they see. Some people don't see their pastor because of how long they have to wait to get a chance. Depending on who goes before you. Some people are quick with their inquiry. They go straight to the point. Pastor, this, that, 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 that. Then you say, okay, do this, this, this. Case closed. Some people, they'll take you musical chess. Musical chess. Some people also have a barrage of issues. When you finish this one, they go to the next one. When you finish this one, they go to the next one. When you finish this one, they go to the next one. Their issues don't finish. Yeah. You make you make you make you break down, and you make the people also tired. For this thing is too heavy for thee that thou are not able to perform it thyself alone. You can't do it all by yourself. Building of God's church cannot be done by one person. Caring for God's people cannot be done. That's why Jesus says, pray ye the Lord of the harvest that He will send laborers, people to come and help. 
with caring for his people. Caring for his people. If God will bless us with even all of you who are sitting here, decide, I want to be involved in caring for the poor. Pastoring and running this church will become very easy. Become very easy. It will even allow the church to grow. If we will move from our selfishness, which means we will stop stop being self-centered, self-focused, and begin to focus on somebody else. Oh, it will become easy. It will become easy. It will become easy. I mean, you see somebody in the church, you have not seen the person before. Which means, seeing that you have been in the church for such a long time, it means the person is fairly new. It's either the person is totally new or is a visitor or fairly new. There are high chances that the person has no friend in the church. The person knows nobody in the church. I mean, after church, you go and sit with your friends in the corner. You know, it doesn't even occur to you to come and say, oh, hello, how are you? What's your name? My name is Jojo. What's yours? So, my name is Jude. Oh, nice to meet you. Hey, I've never seen you around before. Oh, I came two weeks ago. Somebody invited me. And I felt the church is a nice church. Like, oh, I'd like to be your friend. At least when I see I say hello to you. Then the person will also go and say, oh, somebody showed interest in me. No, you go and sit with the same friends you, were, you came from France with. On your way to church, you sat in the same transport with them. You go and sit with them. And then after church, you go home with them. After being with them here, you still go with the same group. Hello? That's what I'm saying. For you to have a burden to care for God's people, you have to move from being centered on yourself. That you see this sister, I have not seen me. Yes, after church Sunday, I go out, out there, say hello to this one, hello to this one, hello to this one. So I've been in the church for a long time. I said, Do you know me? He said, Yes, I know you. I said, Hey, is that the case? You know me? I said, Yo. I mean, like, Pastor, what are you asking? Everybody knows you. I said, really? Okay. I me too. I want to know you today. So, let me know you. And she said, okay, hello, you too. What's your name? Just going around saying hello to, I mean, to know other people. Yeah. Just to know. But you are so self-centered, so focused on you. It's just your child. You are carrying this child. You are, the child wants to go and play with other children. You have quarantined the child in your your hot spot. You have put the child under lockdown. The child is under level five lockdown. No movement. You alone. No, you are going with the same child. And and I think that even that child wants to go and play with other children. Do you think that these babies you are carrying, they are, they, are, they are even seriously interested in what I'm preaching? They just know the routine that we have to wait for him to finish preaching and then we'll close. When we close, then we can play with our friends. Now the child has behaved, forced to sit throughout the service. Now that service is over, they want to go and play. Their mother duck, you have quarantined the child. Extra. let the child be free you can use that time to say hello oh i heard you speaking spanish is it real spanish or is closer that you have 
Let's translate this. I heard you, you this guy, you say you come from Dominica something. Is it real Spanish? No, you are busy with lockdown, lockdown, adjusted level five. <laughs> ah! Neighbors. When I finish reading this one, then we close. Hearken now unto my voice, I will give thee advice, and God shall be with thee. Be thou for the people to God, what? And thou mayest bring the causes unto God. Next one. You be thou towards God. Next one. So you just be there and pray. And thou shalt teach the ordinances and the laws, and thou shalt. Next one. Moreover, thou shalt provide out of all the people able men, such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness, and place such over them to be rulers of thousands and rulers of hundreds and rulers of fifties and rulers of ten. Basically, what you are saying is bring able people up. And make them basenta leaders, make them shepherds, make them fellow carers of the people. That's a simple advice I want to give to you to care for the people. 22. And let them judge the people at all seasons. And it shall be that every great matter they shall bring unto you. If they face a problem that they can't handle, then they'll bring the person unto you. And every small matter, they shall judge. It's not everything that must go to the pastor. It's not everything. How many of you have had an academic problem before and you have been giving counsel? Give me a wave. Okay. So if somebody, another sheep has an academic problem, don't you think that you can advise your person? Hello? Don't you think you can advise such a person? I mean, it's like saying, how many of you have had a headache before and you have been given medication? So it means when somebody has headache, at least basic headache, it's Pando. Panado. They don't need Dr. Kinto. It's Panado. <laughs> do, do, do you understand? It's like, oh, say, hey, pastor, I'm struggling with my book. When people are struggling with their studies, either they are not listening, paying attention in class, they, or they don't go. Uh, when you were not passing your exam, what was the course? You were not going to lectures. When you go to lectures, you don't listen. You are moving around with bad boys. You don't study. You don't do your assignments. Is that not the same? So if another person also has a problem with they are not passing it. It's one of these. You just ask, do you go for lectures? He said, yes. One is out. They are left with four solutions. When you go for lectures, do you, where do you sit? Do you sit at the back or you sit at the front? Um, usually, I'm in the middle going to the, There are too many bad boys at the back. Begin to sit in front. Something will change. Do you do your assignments? Uh, I do it all, but sometimes I forget. That could be the problem. 
Also, me, I like to work when I'm under a lot of pressure. I say, that's how pressure is what makes people feel. If you do it early enough, you can revise, you can go over it. I mean, I have to tell my children, if you do exam, there's no race for who finishes first. It doesn't give you extra marks. You, you know, you, you write exams with some people, they want to be the first to finish. So, and leave the exam, so it's like, yeah, it feels good. You know, the exam was two hours, but Lungani were like that, ne? Yeah. That's why it took a long time. Anyway. Do you get it? Huh? So I said, no. Even if you are finished, and there's a lot of time, go over it again. Go over it again. Because the more you go over it, the more you realize some things that you have missed out. The more you realize that there's more you can add. And all these things. So that when you, when you finish, you have really finished. It's the same thing. So when somebody has an academic issue, do they really need to come and queue at the pastor's office from morning to evening just to see a pastor and say, you know, I think demons are worrying me in school. There's no demon worrying you in school. Sit down and study, you will pass. The Bible says, study to show thyself approved. A workman that needed not to be ashamed. Rightly divide the word of truth. Yeah, so, so not every small issue, there are small, small issues. So, I come to church late. Wake up early. They want to, you need to go and see the pastor. Set an alarm. Hey, but when I set an alarm, it reads, I wake up and I turn it off. Okay, put the alarm very far away from you. So that when it rings, by the time you walk from here to go and turn it off, you are awake. Look, recently, when lockdown started, we were having all night prayers. Then I called and said, ah, but you pray. So when I pray, I fall asleep. I said, you know, I can do a game with you. Set plenty alarms. Plenty. The prayer is from this time, um, 10 o'clock to 4 a.m. Set an alarm for 10.30, 10.45, 11 o'clock, 11, 15, 11, this, 11. So every 10 minutes, the alarm will ring. So even if you are falling asleep, every 10 minutes, you wake up. And when you wake up and even pray for two minutes and you fall asleep again, it will wake you again. By the time you realize, you stay throughout. And when we, the next time I engage the person, so every 10, 15, I said, are you, I send the person, are you still there? I said, I'm still here. These are big. When somebody else is met with the same problem, do they now have to come and see the pastor? It's a small problem. They will come to you. So shall it be easier for thyself and for they that bear the burden with thee. Next one. Next one. My time is up. My time is up. If thou shalt do this thing and God command thee so, then shalt thou be able to endure and all the people shall also go to their place in peace. It means when they come to church, at least they will go home early. Oh. Just small seeing they are coming to see you. They will go home early. Yeah, they will go home early. I remember when I preached in our church in Randberg a few weeks ago. Look, after I finished with I did counseling. Now, when I was leaving the church, it was 2, 2.30 a.m. in the morning. I was now getting up to go to where I live. And for them, it's understandable because that's not the church I am at. It's the first time being there in four years. So I can understand. But a church that I'm there every day is unacceptable. But it can only be so if you and I just rise up, rise up to do something small, rise up to do something small. 
Let's read the next two verses and then we bring the service to a close. So Moses hearkened to the voice of his father-in-law and did all that he had said. I'm trying to listen to this advice so that you don't wear me out. You don't finish me. But rather come and join so that you will go home in peace. And I'll also be well as we all share the care of the people. The care of the people. There are people you can care for. Tyra, there are people you can care for. There are people you know something they don't. Yeah, you are one of the few people who's always writing notes when I'm preaching. You definitely must know something that other people do not know. You definitely day you have a three quad, four quad, big notebook. And sometimes when I see your notebook, I wonder what at all am I going to say that you have brought such a big book to write? But hey, you definitely must know something that somebody doesn't know. Yeah, if you can write all this, I say, hey, I'm writing the day I need to write a book. I have to go and see Ty and say, hey, what have I said so far? Bring your notes. Let's use it. You definitely know some book, something. That somebody, and somebody is waiting for you out there to come and care for them. I believe that as we care for God's people, oh, God will bless us. Because anybody who takes interest in what you are interested in, you also become interested in the person. The same with God. Anybody who is interested in what he's interested in, he also becomes interested in. May we rise up with interest in what God is doing so that God will also care for us. Stand to your feet. Let's say a word of prayer and then we go home. From today, may you develop compassion for God's people. For people who, need, who are fainting. Jesus gave us two categories of people. People who are fainting, people who feel like giving up. And people who are going astray. People who are scattering and going astray. May you develop an interest in them. May you develop a readiness to care for them. In the name of Jesus. Lift your hands and just pray shortly and ask God, Lord, touch my heart. Turn my heart towards what you are interested in. Turn my heart towards what you care about. What you care about. Turn my heart. Give me a burden for your people. Make me like Timothy, who naturally cared for the state of the people. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. My God, my God. Lord, touch every heart that is here. Give us a heart for your people. 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 A heart to care for the people. In the name of Jesus. Raise up 100 Basenta leaders and more to care for people. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Touch my heart. Maybe you are even new. Maybe you are even wondering does the pastor know who he's talking to? I know who I am talking to and I know the God I'm talking about. Pray and say, Lord, Touch my heart. Touch my heart and use me. Touch my heart and use me to care for your people. To look after your people. In the name of Jesus. We give you praise Lord. We give you glory. In the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for every hand that is lifted up. I pray. Touch our hearts. Touch every single heart that is gathered here Lord. In the name of Jesus. And turn our hearts to what you care for. To the care of your people. In the name of Jesus. They care for those who are fainting and those who are scattering. Those who feel like giving up and those who are going astray. Turn our hearts towards them as your heart is towards Give us the heart of Jesus that his heart was moved with compassion towards them. Turn our hearts towards them too, Lord. In the name of Jesus. We thank you 
we bless you in Jesus mighty name and everybody said amen oh say a better amen now pray this prayer with me sincerely from your heart say dear Lord Jesus I accept that I'm a sinner please forgive me of all my sins I believe that you died for me and you rose again I confess that Jesus is Lord of my life thank you Jesus for dying to save me amen why don't you appreciate the Lord with a hand clap and you may be seated in the presence of God thank you for joining us we believe you have been blessed by this life transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley for more information contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street Peter Maritzburg or call 083-773-1605 God richly bless you